Let me just tell you, boys. It's great. Oh, please, Dave. Tell me how good it was. It's outrageous. Have a look at him. Just have a look at him. He's a superstar. I'm assuming he's trained. If he's playing footy, he's trained. It's damaging, Deeds. It's damaging disposal. It is. I love it. It is. Love it. Speaking words of wisdom. Up the Swatties. This is True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Back at it again in the studio to review the disappointing loss to Carlton last Friday to preview the upcoming clash against the Tigers on Friday night. And I have the pleasure of being joined by True Bloods original, True Bloods founder nearly, as, along with Flanners, Benny Andrew in the studio with me. How are you, Benny? I'm sensational, Debs, on account of the fact that I'm here with you, uh, not on account of the fact of Friday night's result, but nevertheless, that's it. we look forward, and we're joined also by the one and only Madison Clark dialing in. How are from, you, Matt? Uh, from, from the Woolabar, I'm well, boys. I'm okay, considering the circumstances. Unfortunately, my partner's grandfather's passed away, but wanted to get on and unpack Friday night because Debs... Oh, well, Debs, can you set the scene for the faithful? Yeah, absolutely, I can, Mads. Now, we went, headed down to the Mail Exchange Hotel where a few of the faithful got down, Benny. Marvellous establishment. Uh, so we got in there early and had a few jars. We're well on our way. It's lovely to meet some of the faithful. We had Hopsy down there. Who else did we have down there, Mads? Jason, Bryce. Bryce was, got down. Good. And we had the Hayden boys as well. The Hayden boys got down. It was fantastic. Um, so... Along with some of the faithful, we made our way across to Marvel Stadium, it is called these days. The Docklands. The Docklands. And we we got up into into the nosebleeds. We left the tickets a little late this week. Um, and the, you know what? Did they get 45000 there, I think? Yeah, just a tick under 45000 It was sold out, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. had a few down there. And me and Mads got in with a couple of his mates as well. And we were the only two Swan supporters in amongst about 80 to 100 uh, Carlton supporters. So faithful, I think that says it all there. And we, we did manage to get ourselves into a few uh, exchanges of words, is what I think you would I'll, call it, Mads. They're a colourful I'll, bunch. I'll, I'll tell you what, Debs. Would you would you agree with me saying that I had an absolute target on my back? <laughs> <laughs> you did, mate. You, you do stand out. You're you're a big figure, as they say. And uh, yeah, we definitely had a target on our back, especially when we were boisterous and sort of just going for our team. Um, but you know, some individuals start to get a little bit personal. But that's okay. I still feel like, although we didn't get the result, Mads, I think we won the verbal. I think we absolutely won the verbal deeps, and I think it just shows the supporter base uh, of the Carlton Footy Club and how bereft of success they've been because they they were very aggressive, and it was we found it very funny. Almost almost <laughs> bereft of presence, really. I, I was actually shocked on my way into the ground. Just the volume of Blues fans coming out of the woodwork on the back of a bit of success. Oh yeah. Yeah, 100%, boys. But, uh, yeah, look, there is a lot um, to talk about about Friday night, boys. Like, a lot to come out of it. You know, one quarter of footy costs us again. Um, what What's going on with those? I'm not too sure. Yeah, Carlton were sensational in that second quarter, but it's happening too frequently against us. Uh, you know, Sammy Walsh got off the chain. George Hewitt does a number against us, which which absolutely stings. Um, really and uh, what's his name? Charlie Kernow um, takes Tommy McCartan to the cleaners, and he didn't need a, a shower after the game 
Benny because he came off really, really squeaky clean. And I'd put the absolute moz on him. I put the moz on him. Last week, I'm like, Tommy Mack has not been given a bath this year whatsoever. And Kernow yeah. kicks buddy yeah. six on him in the first half or whatever it was, five in the first half. Look, in, in fairness, and Mads, I want to get your take on this. In fairness to T-Mac, uh, it, it, honestly, it takes a back six to bring down Charlie Kernow. It's probably one of my key learnings. I, you know, after two years out of the game, injured to see him come back and see some of the things he could do uh not only was he obviously not missing every single time he had a ping at goal but his presence on the ground his strength as soon as he put his mitts out to something he was taking it um and it was never in doubt as from the from midway through the second quarter on we just went Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Here's, here's Prince Charles. 100%. Well, here's the thing. We all we always knew that he had it in him. He was just held back by injuries, right? And uh, he was he was nigh unstoppable. But the thing about a, a defensive back six is it's not just up to one player. When a guy's getting off the chain like that, you need to, you know, put measures in place to, to try and stop that. And, I mean, part and parcel, when Kerno wasn't kicking a goal, when the ball was hitting the deck in the back 50, we just had no answer for it whatsoever. And that's what really killed us, I think. Yeah, and, and look, what really killed me, Mads, is just how klutzy we were as a back six in that second quarter. That's, that's right. The amount of times that we had, you know, both Paddy and T-Mac going up for a mark, the amount of times that someone had, like, come across and, and, and spoiled, like, dead set front and centre down to, uh, to Motlop. Like, yeah. what happened to just going back and killing a ball, putting it putting yeah. it 20 rows back, right? Like, there, that was... And honestly, you know, I, I've really cooled down after this loss, and I've actually seen... Uh, been able to look at a lot of positives, but this is the one thing that, that is still irking me, is, is that someone like Dane Rampey is still just not... He's not pulling the group together. Leadership-wise. Leadership-wise, yeah. you know. Yeah, there's a bit of that. I thought he did a good job in the second half on, on Kurnow, you know. Bit, yeah, way, definitely. Way bigger than him and that type of thing. But the, here, here's a sort of a question for, you know, the coaching staff. For mine, boys, the, for yours, the change had to come earlier. Like five and a half is big. And it, and it wasn't if, like, Tommy was even halving one contest. It was the, the five times it went to Kurnow. He kicked five goals. Yeah. And hey, Dable, that, yeah, Dable. Yep. For mine. For yours, Madison. For yours, Madison. After, after just the two that he kicked early, it was enough for us to see that he was on. Yeah. You make the change then. We've always had that issue of making the change too late. Yeah. And I, I understand sticking with someone. I understand giving them the benefit of the doubt and saying, let's stick to our system. But at the end of the day, that's when you end up eight goals behind. Yeah, no yeah, you, no doubt about that, Mads. And I think I concur with you, Benny, too. There, it's just some fundamentals in that back line. You yep. know, you've got to kill a ball early. you just got to make find a way to make to that 20 tackle. 20 rows back. Hundred percent, and and it's the same. It's even the same with like rushing it behind. Like how many times? How many times yes. did you did you guys get nervous watching us Killed dick us. around on on the back on the full back Killed line? Us. Yeah, every every time, and that's been happening all year. All year, all it's year. It's not the first time, and like that, this didn't happen on the weekend. But you know the double fisting that's been going on in the in. If you can get two yeah. fists to the ball, mark the ball. It, it, yeah, totally. Yeah, like yeah. That's, that's fundamentals. That's been, it's the fundamentals, and that, that back six, what used to be, saved us for two, three years when we were down the bottom of the ladder. You know, with Grundy and that type, and that 
um, leadership back there and, you know, having smooch, those type of fellas, losing them. We just haven't been able to recover, and that's just where we're leaking at the moment, and we're, we're not able to stem the flow. Like, I, I know Carlton played sensationally in that second quarter, and and that's all well and good, but you, you don't just turn a... a you know, you're back on it and say, oh, they were too good. You've got to be able to stem this momentum, boys. Mm, totally. Um, so I don't want to, I, I don't want to, you know, smash Rampy, right? Like, I, I, I agree, Dave. I actually think he, outside of this scenario, I think he actually had a pretty good game, yeah. right? But exactly what you talked about there, all these themes, all these things that just have been happening all year, it's nothing's changing. Like, no, nothing's changing, but also, you know, we've we've actually got a really capable backline. Mm. Like, Paddy's been I having agree. an unbelievable year. T Mac is quite literally one of the best, def- one of the best key defenders in the comp now. Yeah, right. And he's only going to keep getting better. We've got a guy like Lloyd down there, who's obviously a great uh, across his career has been a great user. Like, there's actually a lot of really good talent in our back six. But when we're under pressure, there's no one standing there. Playing the general, pointing fingers, yeah. started, you know, you over there, right? And and having, you know, in this instance with Kerno, having the, you know, the nows to, to come off your man and impact the contest and make sure that you're impacting it, yeah. right? Not just, you know, putting the spoil in on Spuddy when yeah. he's, ta- 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 you know, taking an intercept mark. Yeah, that's it. It's, it? it's just been a killer. And I wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying there because the thing is, I have faith because I see a lot of talent, as you've rightly said, in that back six, right? You don't just turn to to crap like like Lloyd and, and Rampy had. And I know you don't want to smash Dane Rampy, uh, but that's okay because we've been doing it all year. Uh, <laughs> so, so you, you know he's uh, one of my men. Yeah, he is one of your men. Um, but you'd have to think that's going to come. I mean, people, we're, we're still a young side. I mean, you've still got, um, you know, the McCartan boys who are young. Paddy's just, you know, finding his feet in that role. I, I think it'll come. I think Lloyd will hit form. I think Rampy will hit form. But, Debs, to, to your point, we need to be able to go back to just playing some tempo footy, taking the heat out of the game when when the momentum's going against you. That's, again, it's mm. fundamental. Yeah. They're, they're the things you need to do if, if you're going to be a top four side. You need to notice, okay, it's not going. It's going against us. We need to actually get the footy. We, we could not touch the footy. We could not win it in the middle, Mads. Simply couldn't. No, and no I, contested footy, and we could not win it out of the middle. Yeah, it was. It was funny. I looked at the stats at halftime. I'm expecting an absolute drubbing in there, and I think we did win sort of three center clearances that sort of kept us going in that second quarter at the start. But, mate, we did not get out. It was a possession stat, you remember, Mads, that went up um, halfway through that second quarter. They had had 70 more disposals for the game. Mm. They literally just had the ball. It was always in the forward half and under pressure, and we just couldn't stem it. But I, I think that's what we did. Moving on from that second quarter, boys, that second half was sensational. We won yeah. three of the four quarters. I feel that... that tempo that we couldn't control in that second quarter started to happen in that third quarter I didn't feel we were you know center corridor dependent on the weekend we sort of held on to it when we needed to going around um went through the middle when we when we had to and we did you know get on the outside and get over the back a few times too so generally speaking bar that second quarter I'm, I'm relatively happy with that game yeah I 
I tend to I tend to agree, right? So when I look at this the, that second quarter in isolation, um, Mads, a big thanks to you. You really kind of cooled me off after the game because I was uh, tuning into the socials and I heard your commentary around they about, around Carlton actually just being too good, and you know you spoke about you know their midfield like really getting on top in the second half. They the way that they spread around the contra- around the contest, honestly, second to none. Yeah, haven't seen haven't seen that sort of thing yeah. for, yeah. for for years in the AFL, and they absolutely nine they goals in a quarter. It. It's unheard of. But did you notice like the amount of times that they just win a ground ball, and then someone would actually just come like running through the contest, and then two handballs, and they're completely in the clear, completely. and they're switching the play, they're breaking lines, they're doing what what it it works to multiple effects. Um, yeah. and, and, and are you talking about the uh, the the story that I uploaded at roughly one a.m.? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah, you I, know I it? Should be, I should be banned from jumping on the Instagram <laughs> after one a.m. Um, I think that could well, be. Uh, well, yeah, well, that's, I, that's I, actually it's more of a life lesson, really. I think, were, as opposed to <laughs> you were still talking to me at three a.m. I think, Mad. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but but look, I I I mean these yeah. There's not much. They, they were on, right? They were on. But I, I just feel like we are a talented enough group to be able to stop that from happening again. And I hope, obviously, I mean, if you look at, if they do the review of the game, I'm pretty sure 90% of the review is going to be about that second quarter. And there are there are ways to fix that. Yeah. Yeah. And look, it's not the first time we've seen it. And, you know, you know, happened in that first quarter against Hawthorne and, and the second quarter against Carlton. So, look, the more times that it happens to us, hopefully, the more we're learning. Because if you if you're not losing, what's that? What's the saying? If you're not, if you're not losing, you're learning. learning. If you're not losing, you're learning. So, absolutely. But look, there were some really good things to come out of the game too. Logan McDonald. Let's talk about him, boys. Well, what can you say, Deeps? I mean. That is about as complete a performance of a key forward as you're going to see. Just looked at home on an AFL footy field. 100%, mate. And uh, where we were sitting uh, up sort of a little bit higher than we usually do, especially Mads, normally in the MCC, the nice level two over there. (laughs) Must have have been getting vertigo up there. He he was in the hustle and bustle of an AFL footy crowd. I I don't know how Mads dealt with it personally. but um, I was the only one with RM Williams on. (laughs) (laughs) You do um, see, you know, the leading patterns of players and that type of thing. And it was really noticeable that, you know, Logan was leading to the right spots, demanding the ball, um, kicking accurately too, especially in that first half, did miss a few at the end. Um, but yeah, look, Logan was fantastic, mate. Yeah, absolutely sensational. Honestly, as I said, about as a complete a performance as you as you would want to see from any key forward, let alone a you know young guy who's uh, you know in and out of the side on a on a really really on a development pathway. You know, but just a, a, a cracking game. And if not for him, uh, it could have been a pretty ugly night. A whole lot worse. Yeah, especially stood up in that first half, no doubt. And now I think well, it- I mean this this could be this is the breakout, right? This is the breakout game. And I want to see consistent football for Logan moving forward. And I mean there's there's learning areas, right? Like he he had opportunities in the in the final quarter when he was under a lot of time pressure and he and he probably rushed rushed his normal process of kicking. Um but I mean that all comes out I mean, what what is he? Eighteen years old? Yeah. Nineteen, probably now. Nineteen, twenty. God, I yeah. mean, he's got so much. Call twenty-five, and and we really need to retain <laughs> him and um and give him some consistent footy. Yeah, hundred percent. But there were, you know, there were some good players on the ground as well. Um, Parks was good, real, real good, actually. Real good. He just really took it, um, the game into his own hands in that second half. Haynes was good in the middle too. Him getting booed, by the way, dude. Yeah, look, that's just Carlton. 
Yeah, dickheads. but Dave's like, why? Why were they? Why were they booing him? Because of what he did to Shield. Because yeah, it got Blues blo- fans, Blues fans hate the Dons. Dons. <laughs> oh, no, see, that's just mainstream Melbourne media for you. What yeah, a yeah, what a farce that! What a farce that was last farcical. week. And the the reality is as well, Luke Parker doesn't even have a quarter of the fame or the attention that he would have had if he had been the level of player that he is at, a, at like a Collingwood or or a Richmond in the last decade. Yeah, exactly It's ridiculous. Right. Oh, but it's, it's the sens- biggest beat-up. Sensational um, yeah, performance from Parks again. Haynes was good. Spent a bit more time in the midfield um, th- this week. There was, there was no doubt about that. Sort of the forward line was functioning good after halftime. Um, you had... What Tommy Papley hit the scoreboard again. That's he, he's found his form. Um, you mm. know that's what five, six goals in two weeks. Um, Haywood managed to hit the scoreboard. Logan with three. Um, I tell you what, I got up and about when uh, Buddy kicked that goal. Mate, didn't everyone? Didn't everyone? Honestly, the only thing that it was missing was a Blues fan to hurdle over with that goal. And there is just there is just something that happens when Buddy's on the run, right? The umpire's standing there either having a stroke or he knows it's not missing. With with Bud, there could be a thousand parallel universes, and he doesn't miss that kick <laughs> in any one of them. Hundred percent, but that's about all he did for the the day. Yeah, we, correct. We, we, and we <laughs> we move on. We do, we do. We won't talk about that because he. But uh, but you know what? That's probably another thing actually that um you know is worth addressing is that you know it was very we our, our delivery into the forward fifty was very average. Here's a guy. Wiedering, who is at the absolute top of his game. Peak of his powers. Peak of his powers. Uh, one of the best key defenders in the comp. And Buddy, one of, across his career, one of the more challenging areas of his game has been his overhead marking. Yeah. And here we are saying, oh, go on. You do it against some bloke who's probably, what, 12 years younger than him? Yeah. You've definitely got to use a few different options. Yeah. Um, 100%. No doubt. But but what about Chad Warner? You didn't even reel off Warner. Warner was amazing. Yeah. I he, loved him. He was good. He's, he's got he's got fire. He's got heart, Mats. This is the thing, people. Like, oh, we need an inside bull. We've got one. We Boys, bloody we've got, got one. one. Yeah, he was he was very good. Uh, what is what's he had the 20 there? Um, geez, him getting... But, but his impact. Yeah. His impact. Yeah. Every time he takes the ball, takes the game on. Yeah. Breaks lines. Damaging disposal. Damaging disposal, Deeble. Yes, damaging disposal. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. But wasn't that a, a, another fast coming out of that game was him getting oh. called for running too far. I counted it out. After the bounce, he took 12 steps. Got done for running too far. People take 17, 18 steps. Pivotal point. Pivotal, pivotal point. point of the game as that, well. That turnover went over up the other end. Fisher kicked that goal. And that, the they one They were... Out. <laughs> we were absolutely out. And sure enough, yeah. pull it back, and they went straight, straight They went up. straight back into the forward and line. Now, and Ma- Mads, you had a close look at that Heaney one. Yeah, I, it, was, it was probably... It's, if, if, you, if you did a score review on it, it would be, it would be umpire's call. There's, there is not enough evidence. Not co- no conclusive it. en- uh, but, evidence. But it's, yeah. just, it's just like... I don't know. I don't know how you could have confidently called it touched. So if you can't confidently call it touched, don't call it. Yeah. You know, it's a mark. It's just, I yeah, think it's exactly. just a mark. It's funny. It's yeah. And I'm not. I'm not knocking. Do you know Haney how many here, times right? that would happen in a game? Oh, oh all the time. And of course, it's when it goes forward and Heaney, the best set shot snap in the in the league, kicks that. We're two points down, boys, yeah. and it's game on. Yeah. It's I, game I, I, on. I've got to say when, something uh, that something I found interesting. Just to, to jump in, Mads, is yep. I reckon 
Heaney, I would have loved to have seen him, you know, take the game by the scruff of the throat in that moment, take that mark, turn, and just kick. Yeah. Just, yeah. like, you know, like, we know that it's late in the game. We know that we've got them on the ropes. Yeah. Keep keep the pressure on. Yeah, that's that's it, what it, I would have it, liked it, to have seen. But it's at the same in time, hind, he's taken yeah, in hindsight. But, but he's taken he's taken the mark, like you said, Debel, best set set yeah, shot snap in does. the league. It's what he does. Yeah. So yeah, you understand Benny, it. Benny, it's probably lucky that he didn't because I reckon if Haney had kicked that goal, I would have been thrown from level four <laughs> of, the, <laughs> of the Marvel Stadium. Well, you would have been, been clocking up some frequent flyer mileage. You think, Mads? <laughs> I would have turned around and absolutely. Giving it to that oh, block. Mads. <laughs> I'm sort of, in in a way, I'm not happy that we lost, but it's not the worst thing because if <laughs> we won, we wouldn't have made it out of there, Mads. <laughs> no, I don't think we would. <laughs> <laughs> would have had about as much luck as Buddy after uh, kicking his thousandth goal getting off the field. Exactly <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly yeah. right. It was, it was, <laughs> Buddy, I would love to have it on camera, mm. uh, Benny. We had some uh, really, really good exchanges. but Mate, um, A lot of overconfident yeah. Blues fans in the, uh, in the, in the crowd. But I, I was also surrounded by a couple of right, real, you know, tragics, and it was yeah, pretty. Oh, it's pretty. It. it can get pretty grim. <laughs> you get it everywhere you go. But boys, the loss of JPK. Um, what are your thoughts? What are your theories? Um, has JPK possibly played the last game for the Swans? Who knows? It's, nah. a, it's a tendon. In, nah. It's a tendon injury on the hamstring. So they, well, Papley gets a minor hamstring, and he's out for eight weeks. And they're saying eight to ten with a tendon. There is no chance he plays in the next ten weeks. You're, you're talking about a guy, though, Dable, that is notorious for for his preparation and for his rehabilitation. I can guarantee... And now, I don't know for sure, but I can <laughs> guarantee you, Tom, <laughs> his preparation isn't on the same wavelength as JPK. Yeah, no, nah, fair be, point, fair point. Yeah, he will be back for finals. Yeah. And he will he will slot in where required when, uh, when, when, when we need him for finals. Yeah. I hope you're right, Mads. Yeah. I hope you're right. Uh, honestly, I was saying to Debo off air. I just find the whole scenario surreal. I, I, like, He's I just not in I can't the like that, Benny. No, I agree. I agree. And it, like I, don't, I, I think the question is not whether or not he. I, don't, I definitely don't think he's played his last game for the club, but I yeah. don't think he, I don't see him ticking over three hundred this year. I'd, yeah. I'd say it's definitely next year, um, on a probably on a one year deal, playing a similar role to what he is now, yeah. right? A, a, a chop out, contested mid sort of play, probably plays reduced game time. Yeah, somebody. Sure. I was speaking to a colleague at work, and they're like, "Oh, surely you can't, you can't just carry him for another year." I said, "Well." So you're talking about a football club that carried Alex Johnson for about six. I reckon we can. <laughs> I think we've got the room. <laughs> and say Sam Naismith for eight. Yeah, you know right. we're, we're exactly. notorious for it. Yeah, but uh, I also just to throw in uh, Nick Blakey's um, game yeah, as well. I thought great. he was good. Love He's him. rebound fifty. He's had seven of them. Um, you know, eighteen kicks, twenty-one posies. Um, he just gets better and better every week. Mads, is he back to being your man? Oh, he, no, he's always been my man. Oh! I, was demanding, I was demanding, Ben, if you've been listening. It doesn't sound like you've been listening. Oh, <laughs> come off it. it. I've been demanding for him to take the kick-ins all year, and now he has. I've manifested it, and it's there, and I am so much happier with him taking the kick-ins. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I feel much more comfortable with him taking the kick-ins. Yeah. Hundred percent, boys. Well, that's uh, that's been great having us, us three digress, digress that one, digest, digest, dissect, digest. 
Dissect? Well, what are you digest. going for, Deeps? Digest. We've digested the game. I would say that we've digressed a bit throughout that conversation. Yes, However. <laughs> I don't know. We had the discussion before the game, and I've still made a meal of it. That's a pisser. <laughs> um, but, um, look, yeah. It's uh, it's disappointing to lose a game like that, but I think we showed enough, and we just got to iron out a few kinks in our game, and I think we start to win those ones, boys. But yeah, all, no, all the signs got, are there, right? The we do exactly. Yeah. We've got the time. We've got all these, all of these young kids, right? They're our game breakers. Yeah, right. They're X factor players. You can't expect your X factor players, whether they've been in the system for ten years or ten minutes. To turn it on every single week. It's yeah, just not what happens. That's it. The, re- the the fact that we're getting these performances out of some of these kids before they've even turned 21 yeah. is ridiculous, Dable. It's huge, man. It's ridiculous. It's huge. Um, but yeah, a little bit, just uh, we you do have to iron it out and it, uh, there's, yeah. it does become, um, you know, annoying when You're we're seeing way. it week in, week out. Uh, but mate... Big game this Friday. Thanks, Mads, for joining us on the line. Uh, I know you wouldn't miss an episode, mate, so it's great to have you on the line. Thanks for having me, boys. Uh, have a good rest of your show. And uh, just a quick whack of the week to the Melbourne media, who are just the biggest bunch of cowards and uh, populists that I've ever had the displeasure of reading. They, they changed their opinion on a football club uh, almost daily. Yeah. It's, it's absurd. Yeah. They can. They, they all just try and stay relevant. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, you're not relevant. And if you want good Swans footy content, listen to us because uh, there's nothing out there for us, boys. That's it, Mads. The number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. And I, the faithful will Tune never in, 6 a.m. Wednesday mornings. That's it. Get it in, boys. But uh, thanks, Mads, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, lads. Great right. to chat, Mads. Take it easy. Welcome back to True Bloods. Back with segment two, the social segment, Benny. And geez, don't we love a little bit of social engagement? To be honest, Evil, it's one of the main reasons that I agree to come back. Yeah, 100%. There's always, mate, there's so much to talk about. And, mate, have you been on a pod since we've had the voice notes? No, no, I'm new to the voice notes. Yeah, really, it really adds to the experience, mate. Yeah, tell me about it. Try yeah. being on the back end of one of them. <laughs> yeah, true. You have been involved in one of them. But, mate, with um, the social question this week, uh, we went with hashtag ask the faithful. Friday night's game is Marn Crook at the SCG, which pays tribute to the First Nations people and culture. Haven't we been absolutely blessed to have some elite Indigenous talent over the years? Mickey O, Goodsy, Jets and Butts. Buddy, to name a few, uh, what's been, who has, what has been your favourite moment from our Indigenous stars? It's got to be Goodsy's two Brownlows for mine. And as always, best answers to be featured on the potty. And we we incorporate the social question, Benny, and a few whacks of the week as well. We that Mads just got through his whack of the week. He had to get in his. Um, but mate, we'll start off with uh, Tommy James, who gets got this one through on the twentieth. Is that Saturday? So this could be post game. Oh, Get fucked. Free <laughs> kick Carlton. Bloody hell. And the crowd is the up, mate. This is beyond a joke. Fucking yeah. hell. That could even... That's nine o'clock. Um, so that's probably yeah. mid-game. That's mid-game. Uh, but mate... And, and at half-time, it was like, I think about 20 to, to eight free kicks. Did we finished that match. It was it had evened out. Yeah, yeah but, slightly. But, like, for God's sake, any game... With over 50 free kicks is over adjudicated. Oh, and it happened on the Sunday. Let the too. boys play, Deeble. Oh, it's an Let absolute farce. The boys play. Yeah, it's it's just too 
too to the letter of the law these days. It's like anything like like Chad Warner breaking lines again, caught for ru- called for running too far, and then umpires dissent. For and there, did you see some of the umpire dissents on the weekend compared to Chad's? It's an absolute joke, mate. Umpire dissent is a farce. Absolute joke. An now, absolute farce. I haven't listened to this one, Benny, but it's from Ooh. Tommy T. Horse Sutton, and there's normally a a language warning on these ones. And it's come through at 10.30, so it could be well liquored up um, post-game, but we'll see what the big T-horse has to say. Fucking, you cannot go down by six goals and expect to come back and fucking win it. Fuck me. What a fucking disappointing (laughs) outing. Like, we just... I don't think we played well at all. Fucking... We look slow out of the contest. We fucking... You know, bright spot was definitely McDonald for the day, but fuck, that's a pretty poor game, I think. <laughs> Fucking, you know, we can come up with as many excuses as we want, like fucking umpiring this and all the rest of it. Don't get me wrong, was fucking atrocious. They need to address that fucking descent. It's just fucking pathetic. Like, how many... Yeah, T-Horse is... Uh, we, I think we get... Not one to keep his opinions to himself. No, definitely and we like the we like the True Bloods faithful who, you know... Where they're hard on their sleeve. They do, mate. You've got to show a bit. You do have to show a bit. Uh, but I'll got... put it this way. You don't get on True Bloods by being conservative. By just sitting on the fence, Ben. It, no. uh, it doesn't no, quite no, no, happen, no. does it? Splinters in your ass doesn't do anything for us. Now, uh, now, Benny, we've got one of the old faithful here. One, one of your boys from back in the day. Big Damien Arnold. Big Dasher. Mm, yeah, he's Dasher. Got, two weeks in a row, he's got his point through. Um, but here we go with his a voice note. What do you got, Dasher? What do you got? Sent through. Come on, no, Dasher ain't working for me. Unfortunately, he's uh. Just two weeks. Voice two no- weeks in a row. We're, we're actually just back to one week. Voice note: Where he's only getting the one week. This one comes from Sondo. Far out. I'll tell you what, boys. After that game, I was absolutely disconsolate, completely <laughs> frustrated, completely over it. The All astute I Sondo to do was give out wax to the players and the coaches and. Everyone at the club, that's all I wanted to do. But, you know, ah, the dust has settled. And I've really thought long and hard about it, about the game. It put me through all five stages of grief and (laughs) ending with acceptance. And I think it's taken me a while to accept this. But I think, I just think we're not as good as Carlton. And I think... It's as simple as that. We couldn't handle it when they got on that big run, and that's because they're better than us. But the encouraging thing is that we were able to fight back, and I didn't really want to focus on that at the start because I was so frustrated that we had to be that we had to concede nine goals in a quarter in order to generate that fight back. But we were within nine points with eight minutes to go. We gave ourselves every chance. So it's 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 a real show of character, a resilience builder. And look, we haven't made that natural improvement that we thought we would um upon 2021. It's going to be another roller coaster of a year, but I think we're slowly taking little baby steps in the right direction and I think that's something I'm willing to get behind. Yeah, definitely astute there from uh 
Sondo. Sondo. Yeah, he's ever, the ever-reliable Sondo, we like to call him here. But, yeah, it's funny comparing last year to this year. It's Almost as funny as it is comparing the different voice notes from the different faithful. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. There's always... People always see things in different ways <laughs> and... <laughs> That's it. But you so you know, it was sort of linear last year. I think, you know, we won eight or nine games in a row at one stage and we're just flying when this year's sort of a little bit more up and down, you know, it's it's not um linear as it was last year and it's it's sort of that is frustrating, you know, second year blues type thing. But I thought I'm seeing all the right signs. It's like you you know the mix is there, it's just all about putting it all together. Yeah, a hundred percent, Dave. There's no question that when we are pulling it together as a unit, we play some of the best, most damaging football. Damaging. Of any, of damaging any, disposal. Yeah, I love it, Deeps. Uh, we play some of the most damaging football yeah. the, of anyone in the comp. Our best is very good. It is incredibly good. Yeah. But the, diffi- the, the, di- the, diff- the difficult part for us is, you know, we just can't seem to string it together. Yeah. For long enough. For long enough. Yeah. For, in, 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 you know, consistent patches. Yeah. To be honest, I I really wasn't jumping up and down about the Essendon game. Yes. There's only so, like, don't get me wrong, I don't think we did anything wrong. We played four quarters, but I'm also conscious we've gone up against the biggest basket case in the AFL currently. Yeah. Um, and that's saying something, looking at North. But, you know, like, we played four quarters against Essendon. We've played three quarters, well, two and a half quarters. Probably got a bit lucky in that first one. Yeah. Against against Blues, and we'll come up against uh, against Richmond, and I honestly couldn't tell you what I, what I'm going to say. Yeah, I couldn't say. I'd say we're probably more likely to get three quarters. Yeah, yeah, and look, at that's all we can keep hoping for is those consistent performances, mate. But yeah, we've got uh, Aiden Broadbent here. Ooh, what do you got for us, Brody? Hey lads, my whack of the week hey, this week is two horse. <laughs> what is the go? Why would you put? Josh Kennedy, one of the slowest blokes in our team, out on the wing, the spot where you need the most amount of pace. And not only that, we're already down row bottom. Let's let's put a big body in the midfield and try and counteract their potentially one of the best midfields in the league. But no, let's stick him out on the wing instead. What a joke. The only reason he did that hit on Doherty was because he's too slow to be on the bloody wing in the first place. What is he doing there? Put him in the middle where he belongs. What a waste. <laughs> it's you, know, you know what I love from Brody? Yeah. He's obviously like a child sleeping in the background somewhere because you could tell he wanted to get really into it, but he, yeah. kept, he kept whispering, what the hell was he thinking? <laughs> I did love that. Yeah. But you know what? First of all, it's a bold move taking on horse with the faithful. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We've, I've been burned before. <laughs> yeah, and Madison before. And, and Madison before. <laughs> now, look, but I, I've got to say, there's logic in what he's saying, yeah. right? Um, I think it's a really interesting one with the uh, with the Blues midfield because these guys like you can't you can't shut down Pat Cripps. Yeah, like he is an absolute monster. Yeah. in there has been for a long time, but this year especially he's taken he's come back again and taken it to another le- another level. At which point, you're right, Brody. You need a guy like Kennedy in there to go and throw his weight around those bloody shoulders, which are about freaking four meters wide, <laughs> and and get him to go and try and win the ball before Cripps does. Yeah, hundred percent. As an example, yeah, he has been spending. You see him start on the wing a lot. It'd be interesting to see these break down. It's funny. You see, like after a goal, you see him line up on you on the wing, and you're like. JPK is playing on the wing, but a lot of the time they do get into the middle and they spend yeah. a lot of time there. Interesting to see what the breakdown is, but he's definitely been spending some time there. there there's yeah. no doubt. But you know, we we know what JP 
Kay does well. We tried him on the background, uh, on the back, uh, line, the back line, yeah. um, and was out of place. Exactly right. And yeah, we, I agree with everything you're sort of saying. You know, get him off the wing and get him in the guts. End yeah. Of the day. Totally. Totally. All right. We got Hopsy here. We met Hopsy before the game, so that was uh, good. Pleasure to meet you, Hopsy. We'll get his voice on through. True Buds faithful. It's Hopsy. G'day, Hopsy. Tell you what, I'm disgusted in James Bell. That is not good enough. He is finished. Goodbye. <laughs> no. And you know what? I'm right behind him. Yeah. <laughs> James Bell has simply got to go. There is no value that he delivers to the side. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not saying this from a personal perspective. You know, I know that Tommy, you know, Flanners has got his thing about, oh, Bell's great for pressure, blah, blah, blah. I don't give a shit. It's inconsistent, anyway. Inconsistent. And the reality is, when he has had pings at goal, he misses. Yeah. He doesn't take his chances, at which point you are relegated and someone else gets another crack. Yeah, did he kick one on the weekend? I think he did. Yeah, but like when, when we, but he had a snap, like an easy snap around the cor- yeah. around the corner. Like yeah, he was yeah. like forty degree angle, forty five, fifty degree angle. Yeah. Like it was nothing. Yeah, we, look, we're, we're, we've done it to death here, Benny. Like, I know, you know, I know. You know, it's as easy to get caught up in him. It, it, it is. <laughs> it's it's just frustrating. Look. This is the annoying thing. He's got to have photos. He's got to have compromising photos. Yeah, compromising, or something like that, mate. But the 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 frustrating thing for me as a Swannies fan is Bell gets a run at it all these times without doing heaps. Doesn't like win his position every week, and then you got a player like Dylan Stevens back in the two, twos who plays two weeks, and then when he does have an average game, he's out of the side. He doesn't get the same run like James Bell does, mm. and that's going to wear thin. It's it's really going to wear thin. Like he signed on last year. I'm sure he was promised the world last year that he'd get it tilted it. But you know it's round ten, round eleven now, and and Dylan Stevens has not had a a, a, a consistent run. run. It, it, yeah. And it's that's not bloody fair. No, it's, I agree. It, it's not fair. I I wonder if the, if if size has anything to do with it. Not that James Bell is you know a particularly large lad, but he's a bit bigger and broader it, than Stevens. But they play different roles. It's different roles. You can't compare them to like for the same position. But I, it's I, just uh, like. Position in the side, it, it, it's unfair on the kid. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, I think it's unfair on a lot of players that yeah. James Bell just consistently keeps getting 100%. a run at it. Yeah, but we'll uh, move on. It's been done to death, and we say it every week, Ben, but <laughs> it comes up every week. Uh, we got Sammy Hayter met him before the game as well. Boys, we talk about recruiting inside Bulls. We talk about recruiting Dusty. Just want to let you know, Beast Mode's had 15 clearances in Morton Bay on the weekend. Oh, <laughs> Didn't, can't get a game. Fakes doesn't pick him. Maybe we, maybe that's something we pursue. Something, to, something, to, someone's got to ask the question. That's right. That's Ryan Clark. I think they're talking about there. I think he had thirty six, um, thirty six on the on the weekend, fifteen clearances. Yeah. What, uh, what, what efficiency did he go at? Yeah, there, there would have been some butchery there, and I, yeah. I reckon that was his brother in the background telling him to shut the fuck up. That's Noah, um, who does our VFL reports for us, um, which he, he did send through. Actually, I've got them. I might mention them quick quickly now, Benny. Uh, Matty Roberts was on fire um, in the VFL. Another huge week from Ryan Rizzle Dizzle Clark. <laughs> Dylan Stevens got plenty of it, worked hard, um, but his kicking was poor. 
Um, and, he, and he also wanted to mention that Robbie Fox is bashing the door down and might, um, you know, get a chance up back as well. I want Robbie Fox back in the side. Yeah, it's a, he's a funny one who we could probably deal with need right now. We need another experienced head down back. Yeah, he, he's played enough. He, see, he got a run at it, showed Makes enough. good decisions. Yeah, yeah, confident with him. But, you know, that's probably going to take a couple of weeks to get at AFL level. So, yeah. you know, he need, needs a shot of it. Um, in the next coming weeks, I think. Uh, we got James Katsaros. Boys, great potty. Whack of the week goes to the faithful. Ooh. Just Ooh, chill on expectations, you fucking Gould lovers. Sit down. Enjoy it. Will Gould. <laughs> We're improving, getting better. Last year, we surprised everyone. And if you're old enough to remember, it's like 2010 last year. He surprised everyone. And 11 was a bit more subdued. And what happened in 12? So chill out. Stop t- saying bring in Gould. He ain't going to solve the problem. Kennedy's gone. Bang on. It's all right. In the right direction. Go Bloods. Yeah, on you, Jim. I, I agree with a lot of that. Yeah, I, 100%. It, it, it's funny. We, we spoke about it, Um, you know, it's like, oh, get Bell out of the side. Bell went out of the side. You know, we still had some inconsistencies in our performance. You know, it's like, get Reid out of the side. Get someone else in. It, it, it doesn't necessarily fix it. it it's, it's team structure. It's a bit of continuity. Um, and that's what's going to fix um, everything moving forward. Now, I think we got... Oh, the only thing I'd say on it is um, with Gould, I would only really want to see him come into the side if it's the right... The right uh, structural decision, right? And so, as as an example, I would have been okay to see him come in after the Hawthorne game when Paddy went out, because that's that's his role. Yeah. But if I, I, I and I'm just thinking about this from you know we've just harped on about Bell and how he's potentially keeping other players out of the side and what what's up with that. I think it's it's the same principle, but it's got to be you know I'm all for him to come in. But I'm not just bringing him in for the sake of it. Yeah, definitely. I'm not just dropping someone to bring him in. Hundred percent. But we got we got to see him at some stage. Ben. Yeah, this we is do. Year four. This we is do. year four. Uh, we got Elliot, who I ran into, charging my way through uh, to Spencer Street there, um, trying to get through the crowd, which is funny. Uh, but here's one from Elliot. Legends, my whack of the week this week goes to the fucking brain dead morons in the media calling us the ugly ducklings of the competition. Fair dinkum, they're a fucking disgrace. Give us a rest with all the backflipping, please. It's making me dizzy. We're not on a roller coaster at Luna Park here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> First of all, we were the flag favourites. Now we can't even finish top four. Top eight's even a chance for us to miss. Get a grip, fucking seriously. They get more wrong than the umpires. And uh, not really a whack, but just at the end of the evening, Mystic Deebs. I don't think you needed a scarf or a uh, jumper on coming out of Marvel because you were running red hot towards Southern Cross. Good on you, boys. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Yeah, I was, uh, I was on a mission, I was. Absolutely on a mission. And uh, we got the... Georgie Molner, who's uh, become pretty famous for his voice memos. He's uh, good for a laugh. Georgie, the last uh, voice memo. Bring it home. Boys, bit sick at the same time. Um, I think the reason... One reason we lost was in that last five minutes, it was Buddy, kick to Buddy, kick to Buddy, kick to Buddy. And Wiedemann um, gave Buddy a bath. That's all that needs to be said. That's And Logan played his best game for Sydney. That's just it. 
Good on There's you, Georgie. Always, <laughs> yeah, Georgie boy. <laughs> Always good, mate. But we uh, might jump on to the uh, social question, Benny, and you can pick a few from there. You jump on the Facebook and I'll jump on the gram. Um, big Man, Man Grook, uh Saturday, Friday night uh, at the SCG, mate. I'm looking forward to it. Aren't we both, mate? Aren't we both? And I'll tell you what, this is actually, it's been really fun going back through some of these comments because all the things that you just don't think about. I'm not going to lie. I like... I don't have a single moment that I love. T- to me, it's Buddy. Buddy, and th- that's been... not to say that's not to say that no one's done anything greater. But this, w- the faithful know what I mean. When that guy gets the ball, anything can happen. It's the aura. It's the, the anticipation. Aura. It's Mate, you know it was, he can do something special. It was him charging, getting the getting the handball, charging into the middle of the ground. Ball is mid-flight. He's kicked it from about 55. And it, like I said earlier, never missing. in a thousand parallel universes, it wasn't <laughs> missing in a single one of them, Deeps. I love it, mate. But it's it. great to go back through these and, and think about all these amazing, amazing things that have happened yeah. on, on our footy fields. I'm going to go with Oliver, 93. Um, bit left field, but he goes with Robbie Armat, goal of the year contender um, back in the day. He's running faster than the footy was the commentary. Yeah. Um, it, mate, that was the best. Uh, the Bloods of Old page put that um, up this uh, week, so jump across there and have a look. But um, that was sensational, uh, Robbie Armat. Uh, definitely had some talent, that man. Yeah, I tell you what. Uh, and you know what? He's not the only uh, not the only bloke to go coast to coast like that. Um, there's a few mentions in here. From uh, from Jetta in the prelim against the Pies. <laughs> How good was How that? How good is, was that? That is completely forgotten about, and that was to get into a grand final. Jets was that, that used to be our like our slingshot footy. Get it yeah. to Jetta, and he would just run out the opposition. Break lines, Nathan Brown running behind him into an open goal from half back. Like when have you ever seen that? Yeah. Sensational, incredible. So, so I've got uh, oh, Ray. Coming in here, uh, he's actually picked three, okay? So we've got, um, yeah. oh, actually number three is said goal, <laughs> said yeah. Jetta run. Um, number two, Goodsy on one leg with a PCL dragging us to victory in 2012. Oh, that snap. Oh. How, how clutch was that? Mate, unbelievable. So clutch. Two Unbe- Unbelievable. It's, it's, it's so bad that he's just like not a part of the competition at the moment, isn't it? That's a whole nother issue, but um, yeah. Good Number team. one, Mickey O in Perth, really? running into the West Coast cheer squad and absolutely drilling it into them. 100%. 100%. Uh, da- Daniel Saunders, one of the more iconic moments, <laughs> Jetta's goal in uh, in the 2012 prelim, running basically the, the whole length of the field um, and also in the... Uh, the grand final with the the runoff with Cyril Rioli, and he had him on toast, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. We got uh, Bree Bax. Mine has to be Buddy's face when he got captain of the All-Australian team. Golden. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. What? They would, Me? <laughs> what? <laughs> Never been skipper of a club, but you're skipper of uh, the All-Australian side. But, Benny, bumper social segment, as always. Well, we, we've nearly run 21 minutes here, mate. 21 minutes. Um, it's got to be some kind of record. It does. It, it's up there, mate. Has it, has, I'll tell you, it wasn't like that when I used to uh, run front up here every week. <laughs> mate. But uh, we'll be back after the break um, to jump into the preview for the Richmond game. You know what I love, Mads? What do you love, Devil? I love the Swannies. You love the Swannies? So do I, Devil. Uh, you know what I don't like, Mads? <laughs> what do you not like, Devil? I hate how no one talks about it. Oh, doesn't it? 
just kill you. It absolutely kills me. And that's why we do this podcast. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review on all the True Bloods forums. We're on your Instagrams. We're on your Facebooks. So please jump on there and please just tell one friend. One friend. Yes, Mads. Speaking words of wisdom. Up up the the Swatties. Welcome back to True Bloods, the preview for the Friday night clash. Back-to-back Friday nights um, against Richmond at the SCG on the home deck where we've got to show some form. We've lost a few in a row up there, Benny. But, mate... Must win clash. Yeah, and no, it really is. It yeah, really is. The, the more you lose, I think that's three and four weeks we've lost, Ben. Um, the each game becomes more and more important. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And you know, it's going to be a really interesting clash because we're really in very similar spots in a lot of ways. So we've got a young list; they've got a pretty old list. But yeah. in terms of our performance on the season, we've both both probably dropped matches that we well, we should have won. Probably should have been more competitive. Well, Benny, you bang on with what you say, mate, because we're both six and four, and we've both got percentages of one hundred and twenty point three, and we are seventh and eighth on the ladder, mate. So didn't even check that. Yeah, I know, but yeah, you bang on. The seasons have been exactly the same. Um, but mate, it's uh, as I said, must win clash. You know, the the likes of Dion Pressier are finding form. Um, Shane Edwards is doing what he does, finding a bit of form. They've got must, uh, must, <laughs> Martin back um, after a, you know a, a bit of a hiatus there, um, mate. They're they're starting to sort of show a little bit of form coming back into this season. I heard he was booking a couple of open for inspections as well while he was up here. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, look, it's going to be a really inter- uh, a, a really interesting clash. Um, Handy having Tom Lynch out of the side just quietly. Very, very handy not having Lynch there. Yeah, so more but, more attention goes on to Jack. Um, so I think Tommy probably gets the chance to bounce back against Jack, not having Tom there. Um, and, you know, sort of Toby Nane Curvis wrestlers down there. Um, same with the second ruck. Um, but Daniel Rioli's got a bit of a different role these days. Yeah, he's sitting around half back half getting back. a couple of, couple of easy ones. Exactly right. Um, Cochin still had 25 on the weekend. And you know they just they start to they're just starting to find a bit of momentum, so they're going to be dangerous. Yeah, look, you can never go lightly against the Tigers, right? You know they've been a, a really hardened, contested side for for a couple of years now, and that's why they've been so successful. Um, it's going to be really interesting because I am hoping that in uh, you know if hopefully we get a four quarter performance days, but I'm hoping that we can put the foot down a little bit and really get on the outside and really start to carve them up a little bit yep. and, and hurt them on the rebound. Something that, you know, we, we did so well. Like, our transition through that like through the first couple of rounds was so, so good. That's one of the things that I'm, like, looking for every single week. I just want to find that, find out, get our transition game back. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's picking the times when to go to, Benny. I think we've been reliable on the corridor a little bit too too much this season, although I really did think that was a lot better in that second half against Carlton. We went at the right times, but held on to the ball when we needed to as well. Uh, but, mate, it's uh, it, it starts in the middle as it does every week, and it's okay to concede contested footy every now and then and worry about doing your work on the outside. But when we do break even in the middle, Benny, we generally win and win comfortably. It's just yeah. about not getting trounced in there, um, especially centre clearances, SCG. 
um, really important. And hopefully, you know, Friday Night Lights, I'll tell you what, if we lose this one, we'll be copying it in the media. But uh, it, it's, yeah, it's a, a really important... If we lose this one, Dees, I won't be opening a newspaper. Yeah. I won't be opening the AFL app. I won't be paying any attention. Yeah, just getting, you know, a couple of big games, obviously, with the rolling fixture. And, you know, obviously they thought um, we'd probably be travelling a little bit better than we were when they released the fixture. Losing three of the last four, um, it, I think it's a really important game for Heaney to come out. Um, he, look, he probably is last, that an invitation to the party? Dave? It's an invitation to the party to Heaney. He hasn't probably been at the party, you know, with his slap that he normally brings along for the last four weeks. He was better on the weekend, um, sort of chucked in the middle, but. Yeah, I just want to see him have a match-winning performance. Millsy's been doing really well in there. He's been sensational all year. Parks, he can't question them. But, you know, Heaney has been slightly inconsistent. Uh, so I really want to... He's in, got an official invitation, Benny, to the Ooh. party. Hands. Hands, I hope you're listening. 20, 25 and a couple. 25 and a couple. 25 and a couple. 25 want, and two. Yeah, I want, I want him to really win that contested ball, set um, the precedent in in that middle, lead by example, and then push forward and really hurt him on the scoreboard because we love a little bit of scoreboard impact from our midfielders, don't we, Ben? We sure do, Dable. Uh, so from, a, from Heaney particularly, either 25 touches or four goals. That's what I want. Yep. Well, or, or, yeah. or a blend of the two, yep. right? Um, I... I love seeing him go into the midfield because um, it's a good way to, to, to kickstart him. Yeah. Um, I want to see a bit more of Papley in the midfield as well. Yeah, he was... Get on the outside. He's he electric, good, mate. He was he's good electric. against Essendon. Really good. Uh, he get, pro- he's electric. Yeah, and I, I like the way he sort of uses it. He's got that nice field kick and, you know, bursts away from the contest. Him and Warner have really got that for us. Yeah. Um, like to see them, you know, play well as, as we always do. But, mate, you know, Errol... Get it in his hands as much as you can. Turned it maybe one or two over on the weekend, but that's no worries. It's going to happen. Mate, when he kicked it down the full, I turned to turned to my mate. I said, "I think, I think there's some kind of higher power at play. There's a big, there's a bigger plan here, a bigger picture." Because yeah. <laughs> Errol doesn't miss targets. No, he doesn't. There's some... <laughs> if he's kicked that out in the full, he's flat out kicked that to someone. <laughs> <laughs> he picked out a target exactly. two rows back. Exactly right. Um, I do, I, I do agree. And you know what? I've actually been really happy with. Golden's performance across the season. I feel like he's actually been... He's had one or two quiet games. Yeah. But he's actually been a very consistent contributor, really going out there, playing his role, and he is our go-to guy 100%. when it comes to going inside 50. And, he, and he's tough. The ball's always man. in his hands. He's tougher. He, he's real, tough. Real That's tough. an underrated part of his game, I feel. He, he's going to be an elite midfielder. Don't don't you worry about that, Faithful. True Bloods. He's uh, going to get his time in there, uh, no doubt. But it's going to be the Swannies by three goals. And I think Buddy might pop up for three or four. Uh, Friday night, Marn Grook, it, it's made for Bud. So uh, Swannies by two two or three would be nice, Ben. Swannies by two or three. And you've got Heaney kicking three and Bud kicking four. You should win the game, shouldn't you? You should win the you game. Win Probably the game. by more than three goals. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got the two, most, two of the most damaging players in the comp... <laughs> Telling you up. <laughs> hey, I'm just hedging my bets. Yeah, you know what, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. So what you're telling me, mate, is is one is by ten goals. Ten goals, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be nice, mate. Uh, look, I, I think it's going to be a bit tighter and more contested than that. Yeah. Um, I hope I guess off the chain. I don't know if I say that thing. Yeah. But probably contributes at least at least one or two. Um, Millsy to have. Over 30 and a goal. Yeah, nice. 
He's done it. Not wouldn't be for the first time this year. Wouldn't be for the first time for the Rolls Royce. The Rolls Royce. We love. (laughs) (laughs) We love the Rolls Royce. But yeah, tune into the that one that faithful Friday night. Always good. Knock off beverages on Friday. Roll it into the footy, Benny. Uh, Two weeks in a row. It's always good. But we might just uh, jump into the rest of the games for the round, Ben. Quickly, Brisbane GWS at the Gabba. Uh, Brisbane every day of the week. Brisbane Geelong Adelaide down at GMHBA. I'm going to go on upset with the Crows. Uh, Geelong for mine. No danger field, though, but I think they will get it done. Uh, Melbourne v Frio at the MCG. The Frio Dokers. It'll be the Ds all day. Yeah, all day. They've uh, they've come. Flag loose. mantle yeah. has come apart. It has come <laughs> apart the last couple of weeks. West Coast Bulldogs at Optus Stadium Saturday night. I'm not even, it's not even worth commenting on. No, Bulldogs, Gold Coast v Hawthorne. Uh, Suns, they are resurgent under Stewie Dew. Yeah, a bit of a, did they lose last week? Yeah, a bit of a hiccup, a but, they hiccup. Look, but they look good. I might back the Hawks there, I think. A good win over the Brisbane last week. Uh, St Kilda North, Saints easy. Yeah, Saints easy. Uh, Collingwood Carlton, Sunday afternoon. Go Pies. G. Go pies, just because of the, yeah, just because of all the bloody, just because what I had woodwork to blues that that have come out of the woodwork. <laughs> what we had to put up with last Friday, mate. No night. one should have to put up with that, oh, mate. What a joke. You wouldn't wish it on your worst no, enemy. No, you days. wouldn't. And and Port v Essendon in the Grenache hour. In the Grenache hour, uh, I'd stop Port because yeah, Essendon, Essendon, yeah. just, Essendon suck, and it is. Glorious. It is so good. It is so good, mate. But look, this has been True Bloods. It's been a pleasure, Benny, to have you back in the studio. And then, mate, you are not a fill-in. You are a part of the family here at True Bloods Honorary. HQ, mate. Honorary member. <laughs> oh, honour and a privilege, Benny. But this has been True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. And as we end every potty, speaking words of wisdom. Up, up the Swannies! swannies.